Namaste. Welcome to the Happy Jack Yoga Podcast. I'm Happy Jack, live from Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. And as always, I'm here with Happy Hannah, also in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. Nice. Well, we're so happy to be back. It is officially 2024. We made it. Happy New Year, everybody, everybody here live with us, everybody listening. Uh, it's the beginning of a new year and it, it feels good. It feels good uh, closing, uh, some chapters closing, some new ones opening up. And I think we'll get into some nice conversation about that today. A few things I wanted to mention. I listened, I listened to the last two episodes, like yesterday, the last couple of days I was listening. And my can I feedback for myself is to slow down again. I feel, I feel like I was talking a mile a minute and just like, like I was trying to hold the attention of a group of uh, a classroom of eight-year-olds or something. And so my, my intention is to slow down and, uh, and actually meet, meet your pace, hun. I think I feel like you're much more grounded on the podcast. So I, I want to channel more, more of your energy. Maybe, may good. I do that? Yeah, I'd love to do that with you. Nice. And um, really, thank you for joining us, uh, those who are here live in Zoom, those who are on the, the various podcast platforms. And I got to do a special shout out on Facebook. I don't know if they're watching live right now, but I know they catch the recording. So over the holidays, I went and spent like four nights with my parents, which was so nice. They're, they're staying in a little cabin because, of course, they lost their home. And so they're staying in this little cabin while they, they rebuild the house. And, and so on Christmas Eve, I went to a Christmas Eve church service with my mom. And it was really nice. Like we we did this ceremony. We were lighting cat candles for the advent. And my mom and I were both, you know, up there on the microphones, you know, sharing some readings. And I got to see my best friend, my best friend you know, from childhood. It's a guy named Tim. And he's he's way up north now, like way, way up north. And um, and his parents were there. And I got to see them. And you know, it's nice to catch up. And and his mom. She's like, I really enjoy following you on social media. And, and I remember thinking, what do you mean? I, I'm not on social media. We're not doing anything these days. I'm embarrassed to say that. And she's like, no, every week. Every, and, and I realized that she's been watching the podcast. And so it's just, you just never know when we put content out there, who is engaging with it, who is watching it. And so Mrs. B, uh, sending so much love to you and Wayne and um, just such a pleasure to see you all and, and just an honor to be in here to, to have this conversation. So that being said, spending some time at my parents, maybe before I jump to that, for yourself, Hannah, uh, during Christmas holidays, how, has, how have the vibes been? How has the feeling been? Uh, what, it, what is on your heart? I think I, well, I know I love Christmas and it starts with my birthday, kind of mm -hmm. like opens the, the scene for all the other festivities. And I think because of my, let's say my connection with grief and the past that I've had, that's why I love every opportunity to celebrate the fact that we are alive and that we do have a choice and that we are free and that there's light in the darkness of winter and that it's a sacred time and that we can make it sacred. So I felt that 
it was beautiful, but there's also like a lot of emotion. Like it's, e- it can go both ways for me. It's easy to become very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was sensitive, but nothing compared to past years in terms of um, difficulty. So yeah, it, 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 I could say it was a bit of a, a, a ride, but, but I'm grateful mostly grateful. Nice. That's awesome. And it was, it was a really beautiful start, you know, with your birthday, that was fun. Uh, you know, we had family got together and, and you're right. And even though, I mean, the weather hasn't been ideal, it's been so strange. Like last year for Christmas, we were, we were, as my, my friend Tim's mom was reminding us last year for Christmas, we were all snowed in. Nobody could drive anywhere for several days. And now there's like basically no snow. It's, uh, it's, it's strange. And, and, and yet we still, we get to choose, you know, how, how we feel and how we, what we focus on. And we'll get to chat more about that as we reflect on 2023. Uh, but I know for me, it, it was just really nice to slow down. I think I share, I think that's part of why those last two podcast episodes, I think I was riding a bit of adrenaline, finishing up the semester with papers and exams and all of that. And it's just so good. Like, I mean, yeah, and also the moving aspect is it's quite a process and having all of that at the same time I think would be intense for anyone yeah Yeah. and so to be able to slow down and I so I hope my wish is for each of you that you know amidst our our busy lives and the holiday season actually can be very busy as well but I hope that each of you were able to carve out some time and to slow down and for myself, even though I'm in the middle of creating a new course for the community, which I'll share more about later, like going and spending four nights at my parents' house. And I mean, retired people, they got, they got it made in a way, you know, it's just like, just not, just like routine and relax. You know, my mom is basically knitting. We go for walks each day. So we we're, we get some activity, but my mom spends so much time knitting. My dad enjoys reading the newspaper. And so I got to do lots of reading as well. Um, and started every day because my, my brother lives just up the road. So I was able to jump in the lake. You know, my brother and I, first thing, as soon as the sun comes up at 8 a.m., walk down to the dock. We got our toque on, our winter hat, right down off the end of the dock and, and submerge for a couple of minutes. I know Brandon would appreciate that. You got to get up here sometime, my friend. And, uh, and, and, uh, and we'll do a cold plunge together. But I feel like, yeah, just, just slowing down and, and, what I was able to do while I was out there, I've, I couldn't believe it. Like the first time somebody gave me a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, which is a great text for yoga. And it it was 2010. So it's like 14 years ago now. And when I received that text initially, that book, I wasn't ready for it. Like it just, it didn't really resonate with me. So it just sat on the shelf. And, and even, even in 2012, when I went and spent all that time in India, you know, I was there for the experience, but I just wasn't ready to engage this text. These past few years, we have been as a community, we've been reading the text and I've been impressed. Uh, so many of you, um, I could say for certain Alice, who's here with us, who has been through that course and um, have been able to, to be op- been able to engage it so quickly in their yoga journey. It took me a while, but over the Christmas holidays, I read uh, I, like for the four days at my parents' house, I read the entire Bhagavad Gita, but not just not just the verses, all of the commentary. So if for those on audio, you can't tell, but I'm holding up a really 
thick textbook, 700 pages. Brick. And yeah, it's exactly. It's like a brick. And, and I feel like I couldn't put it down, you know? So I, it's, it's not like that was the only thing that I did uh, during the holidays. Cause I did spend some quality time with my parents and we went for walks and had nice talks. Uh, but a lot of the time, you know, um, I was able to just read and relax, just lay in bed and read and, and drink ginger tea and, and consume that wisdom. Uh, and then interestingly, just this past weekend, cause this past week is actually the, the anniversary of when the Bhagavad Gita was written. You could say like 5,000 years ago, it's a, it's a holiday called Gita Jayanti. And so the local community here got together of, of, uh, of bhakti yogis and together we read the entire Bhagavad Gita. So it was like 20 of us sitting in a circle, everybody else is from India. And then there's me. And, uh, you know, we were sitting in this circle and, and we just took turns and most of us read in English, but actually some of the, some of the yogis were reading in Hindi. Some of them were reading in Bengali, you know, whatever their native tongue was. So that was, that was nice to hear, but we were all kind of reading along. It took us three hours with a, with a short, you know, 10 minute break midway and just reading the text together. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot that I could share about it, but a really special moment was the the guy who hosts who hosted it who who you would know Hanna because we you know we work with him whenever we do our, our retreats at the at the local hotel and his daughter he's got a daughter who's like two years old or something I'm guessing and she just kept nestling up next to me you know I'm I'm just sitting here you know in the same clothes I got my white happy jack yoga gear got my reading glasses and uh, this this little girl was nestling up like her arms on my knee and she kept calling me daddy. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and so some of the other, like the grandparents and the parents are like trying to, you know, get her away, maybe thinking I was uncomfortable or something. And I was, I was okay with it. I was just smiling and, and laughing. And so they figured, okay, he seems to be fine with it. So she was just like hanging out beside me while we're reading the whole Bhagavad Gita. And meanwhile, her dad is right there. And, but she was sometimes calling me daddy. And the reason I bring that up is because I mean, one of the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita is that we are eternal. Like, even though, yes, this physical body, mine was born in 1980, and, you know, sometime in 80 years, maybe it's going to be gone. Uh, but, you know, our, our being, our identity of who we are is eternal. And perhaps in a previous life, of course, we can't, we can't verify this. Nobody knows for sure. But perhaps in a previous life, I was her dad, or I, you know, I did, we did know each other. And, uh, and, and the, the dad, he's like, yeah, you got, you got to come around here more often. You know, she, she definitely seems like she wants to play with you. And uh, so that was, that was a nice little experience. I love that. And it's also like, not so typical for you. Like you're not someone who would like seek out toddlers or like babies. So no. it's that she would seek you out. Right. And I, like, I felt like, I mean, I have five nephews who are little, who are older than that now. And I feel like I know how to play with little boys, right? You know, I know how to engage with them and play them and wrestle with them. Um, but uh, the little girl, you know, with a dress, um, I, so I was just, you know, smiling and reading the book and she just yeah. liked to hang out. It's beautiful. Would you, would it, would you say like someone who hasn't read the Gita and would be interested in like maybe hearing about it a little bit but like actually kind of like for you the actual Gita might be a little 
dense and intense and might like a person might need guidance to read it a little bit, but would you recommend maybe Stephen Cope's, um, what's that book again that we also um, have as a reading requirement in our 200 hour teacher training? Like, do you think that would yeah. be a good place yeah, for the, someone listening? Yeah, The Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope. That's a great book for sure. Great place to start. I see some nodding heads and um yeah, you know, I, I mean, I will say, I, I, I was thinking about doing, if there is anybody, I happen to have a couple extra copies here. So first one who, uh, you know, if there's somebody kind of local or, you know, kind of in the area that would want a copy, I'm happy to ship one over. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and of course we, you know, I would do a quick plug. We have our Bhagavad Gita course where I see, I see, I saw in the chat, Brandon said, I finished all of the book two yesterday. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Um, and you like and you like the Bhagavad Gita more, yeah. And so I think we're at different stages, right? Um, but you're anybody would be welcome to join our Bhagavad Gita course. Send us an email; we'll get you the details. Or, or just finding a way to, I think, finding any teachings, seeking the truth, things that resonate. Um, but yeah, that was that was that was a nice little experience. Nice. I love that. So with that, uh, one other thing I wanted to share, I haven't shared this with you yet, Hanna, because last night I came, normally we go for a walk every evening, right? Uh, kind of one of the last things before bed and last night, but you were doing some New Year's reflections, right? You were going through some intention setting and so you opted out. I went for a walk by myself and as I was walking, you know, way over by the school there and I, it was pitch dark, right? It was really dark out. And, and I saw this figure, I saw this person down on their knees, like kind of leaning against a telephone pole. And I, I was, my, my first thought was, you know, being a, an ex party animal, I was like, that's probably somebody throwing up. They've been partying too hard. And as I got closer, I, I realized it was a little old lady and she was down and she was like asking for help. And so obviously I went in there and, and she wasn't able to get up. She had somehow fallen down, like, uh, thankfully, you know, in the grass kind of area. And, and she's like, can you help me up? It took, it took all of my strength to lift her up. So like she point being, you know, she wasn't really helping. It was kind of like lifting a completely limp person, but I was able to get her to standing. Um, and, and anyway, I found out, you know, her name, Anna Maria, she's from Hungary. She, she lives at the retirement residence. So she was only about 50 meters away from her residence. But the, you know, is the, the interesting of the conversation is that, you know, I feel like she felt really embarrassed. And that's, that's why I feel like my, my heart broke a little bit you know, because she felt, and I was like, hey, it's okay, it's okay. Like, I'll help you back, it's no problem. And I felt like she was just really beating herself up um, I feel like almost like a loss of dignity or something. And it, and it makes me think about, you know, again, going back to teachings of the Gita and thinking about how we age and our body evolves. You know, I could tell when I got her into the light that if my parents are in their seventies, like she's for sure in her eighties or plus. And um, yeah, like, but I guess I was, you know, trying to get her focused on, I don't know, I get just to connect. And when, when we were able to connect and exchange names and, and I could tell she was really grateful uh, but when I brought her back to the to the retirement residence, you know, she I brought her in, into the lobby and sat her on a chair, but she didn't want me to go up and kind of talk to the people. 
maybe, I don't know, for whatever reason, we can speculate, you know, she didn't want to be embarrassed or whatever. Um, but I guess in the one side, like, I'm so, I'm so grateful that I was there. I feel like that was divine time because it was cold. It was cold last night. And um, we just never know. Yeah, I guess we just never know when, um, we just never know when we're in the right place at the right time. And, uh, but it was, it felt really nice to help her. And, and honestly, I would like, I want to go back and visit her, you know, because that, I asked her, I said, like, do you have any family nearby? And she said, no, she, and I didn't, I didn't get into all the details of it, but you know, she's in that home and doesn't have family. And it's like, I guess I just had this feeling of like wanting to help. And it just reminds me that I think all of us in some way want to help and we want to make a difference and we want to serve, we want to contribute. Um, yeah. So you, you missed, you missed a nice walk last night, Hannah. That sounds like a, like you made a beautiful connection too, because you want to go back, mm -hmm. you know, I do. And then I think that there's something about your purpose in life that comes to saving people. Cause this is not the first time this was maybe less dramatic than the time in India. I always have to tell this story because it's so crazy. And I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast, but once when we were in India, we go down to the Ganga river, which has a strong current. It's a very strong river comes from the Himalayas, you know, really powerfully coming down. And once you were there, I wasn't there then at that time, but you saw two teenagers who had been playing, basically taking selfies on the rocks. It's not like a dangerous place. It doesn't look like a dangerous place other than that the water kind of is strong. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so surprising that this should happen. But then these teenagers a few seconds later you see them face down floating down mm -hmm. the river which is such a strong pull like has such a I don't know the word in English like a, a stream or a current right and then you jumped in and swam in that in that movement with two teenagers in your hand like I don't even understand how that's possible yeah yeah and using my legs so what what happened was they were there using they taking selfies and kind of the playful joke you know but, but truth reality is a lot of people from india they don't swim they don't they can't swim they don't learn and so i guess unfortunately these teenagers were in that boat and so they they had fallen in and they were floating down head down and kind of moving their arms a little bit like they were conscious but with their head down it really didn't make any sense so jumped in, you know, grabbed them. It's like an instinct. It's same as with this lady last night. Um, because some, I just want to say, because sometimes I think about, sometimes I have like a fear about arriving upon an accident. Like say if there's an accident and somebody's really injured or there's blood or God forbid somebody's dead. Like that's, it's almost like a, a nightmare of mine because I feel like it would just be so scary. But yet in those moments where those two teenagers in India needed to be saved and this woman last night, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like injury. It was just like instinct, right. To want to help them. Um, and so, yeah, for the two, the kids in, in India was able to, you know, grab one in each arm and, and kick really hard and swim them over to the shore. And then, and then the guy I was with pulled them up onto the shore now. And then, and then sure enough, after, 
they wanted to get selfies with me. So I think I think I think I can find it on our back on our Facebook. I think if you if you go back to Happy Jack Yoga back in 2015, there's a photo of me and those two teenagers in the story. I've never um, seen that picture. I do yeah. not know there was one. Yeah, yeah, definitely exists. So anyways, yeah, that's right. Being in the right place at the right time. And that, that's yoga. Like I'm bringing it back to the conversation of yoga and being yoga teachers, right? Like it's, it's not just the work we do on our yoga mat. And obviously it's not always going to be a dramatic saving someone's life, but, but simply being of service. And, and it, the, it was just a great reminder for me. It feels good. It feels good to help others. And for, for the, you know, the, the selfish side of me or the self-centered side or whatever we want to call it. Um, just, just being a good reminder to, to take the time to, to serve and to contribute to others. And, and it's more fulfilling than, than hitting our own personal goals, I would say. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's our humanity. That's what makes us, you know, long for connection that, it's so fulfilling to serve or help or be there or make a difference yeah. for a human being mm-hmm. or an animal for that matter. Yeah, that's right. And um, the, the other thing I wanted to, to mention, I guess, over the holidays, right, as you, you, you love to knit, you love to, and bake. And so uh, a couple of weeks ago, you had my mom over and you had uh, our friend Aaron over, your good friend Aaron, and you guys were knitting and baking, and and it was. And Aaron is a member of the community. She's done her 200-hour hero's journey, and I guess I found myself, you know, three people that I really love, right? You know, a friend, you, and uh, and my mom, and and in that conversation, I guess the the whole I had this experience of like you say around integrity, around can I can I fully be my authentic self? Uh, be the same authentic self in with every different person and so what happened was our friend Aaron asked she was asking about hey how was school how did classes go and I and I was currently writing my paper and Aaron used to help me with my papers uh, doing the, the editing or proofreading and she was asking me like hey what is your paper about and and I for a moment I kind of hesitated because I realized I would I would give a different response to you or Aaron, who's like a member of the yoga community, as I would to my mom. And not that I would, you know, deceive anybody or say anything incorrect, but so the paper that I was writing about was like really comparing the the great yogi Krishna and also the great uh, Jesus Christ, right? Krishna and Christ. And, and so in a response to my mom, if I was just, you know, talking with my mom who is very Christian, I would, I would really emphasize that, hey, you know, we, we, got to, we got to engage the Bible. I've been reading about Jesus and this gospel of Matthew and writing about his teachings and, and sharing about that. Like, that's what I would say to my mom, which is true. And, and you know, to really, and then, and that, because whenever I share that, then she gets really, oh, I'm so happy to hear that you're, you're reading, you know, about, about the Bible and about Jesus. And, and if, if I, now to respond to Erin, who's a member of the yoga community, and I don't know her exact background, but some some members, some yogis, I will just say, maybe have a little bit of resistance or have a, have a past experience with Christianity, and so they're a little bit, um, you know, or or even just God in general, 
And so my response might have been more along like, hey, been studying Krishna, the great yogi and, and engaging the Bhagavad Gita and this great bhakti yoga. And, uh, you know, just, oh, it's such awesome yoga philosophy. And, and that is true as well. And then, of course, you know, for yourself, I, I can share, you know, in this community, share everything, both sides of it. But I guess I was just in inquiry, like in that moment of, you know, having that hesitation of like, you know, how, what do I say? You know, how do I be authentic? Uh, you know, how do I be sensitive um, to everybody who's in the room? And I guess I don't have a, a solution per se. Yeah, but just and still stay grounded in yourself and feel that you are in integrity, even if you might kind of show one aspect to your mom and another to a friend yogi. Yeah. And it sounds to me like you're kind of navigating a little bit how much to adapt into um, maybe in a paradigm that you imagine the other person inhabits so that there's harmony. Because I think one thing that you you work a lot on or like that your instinct is to create with other people in a way is harmony. Like you want there to be, like you're willing to go to great lengths Mm -hmm. to find a connection of harmony or you know not create a story or fluff the feathers yeah. um, in it, your yes. personal you know interactions that's right and and at the same time like you you also know of me hannah that i uh whenever i teach yoga classes like i will relentlessly uh invite people out of their comfort zone. And so I don't, I don't try when I'm teaching a yoga class, I don't try and tiptoe around and, and make it perfect for everybody. I just really bring my authentic ex expression to a yoga class because I've been doing that for years. So that's why it felt different because I felt like in the yoga, like I can just like full on be myself and I know some will really resonate and some won't and, and they can find another yoga teacher. But here it's like, it was a little bit more, a little bit more sensitive. Well, it's a role you're in when you're a yoga teacher versus your interpersonal relationships that you care about will have a different level of vulnerability and interaction and exchange, right? Mm -hmm. So it's less curated maybe when it's people in your life that you have a relationship with versus like leading a group where there's a different agenda. Right. So you don't have to compare those two, but... You know, I think yeah. that, that it's interesting that you're in inquiry around this. And, and what would you say you're feeling? Like, what, what does this episode, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel, well, at the moment, it made, at the moment, it made me feel uncomfortable, like slightly, not really, but a little bit uncomfortable. It made you me feel like, it. It, yeah, I noticed it made me feel a bit out of integrity or it made me feel um, that I couldn't full, I couldn't, I want to share more fully of, you know, cause it's not like I'm, I, I believe I'm not hiding anything bad. Right. It's just, but maybe, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, people value different things and what I love, I mean, about this community and I see Greta wrote it in the chat there. Greta says, I can't wait for the new course. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't wait. Cause yeah, January 17th, we're January 17th through 21 is the Krishna in Christ course where, and I'm, I'm in full mode of creating it right now, recorded for four hours yesterday. And, and I love it. Like, it's so, 
it's so beautiful to be able to engage these teachings from Jesus, these teachings from Krishna, you know, these teachings from these great texts. Um, and it doesn't mean that we have to be a part of any particular institution. It doesn't mean we have to subscribe to any of the philosophies or the faiths. But I love that, you know, just as Greta demonstrated with her post, you know, like the openness and the eagerness and the curiosity that we have in this community to like, hey, what can we learn from this? What can we what can we uh, receive from these great teachings? And because um, certainly we have no agenda of of pushing, uh, you know, Krishna or Christ or anybody else, but really to be able to engage in the conversation and to grow. Um, so I I guess um, I, I mean, to answer your question, I, I look forward to getting to, a, or I guess really finding, finding my voice more so, because this is newer for us, right? We've been teaching yoga for going on 15 years, but it's just these past few years that we've been going deeper into the, the philosophy and into bhakti yoga. And so just finding a way, an inclusive way to, to share about it and to express, express ourselves authentically, um, while we navigate because it's not like yeah. we have a certainty either that's right yeah and so it's a vulnerable place mm -hmm. in a way yeah which i think is good that's right it is it is a, it is a really good place to be in fact um actually maybe i'm just gonna i'm gonna share this i'm gonna share this i'm gonna read this quote i'll post it in the chat for those some of you guys saw it uh, if you're with us on sunday satsang but this great quote from Richard Rohr, and um, who is, uh, can you you just say something about him? I think him? He's, he's a Catholic, big name, in, I, maybe in Texas, I think somewhere in the U.S., mm -hmm. um, a really incredible human being, no matter what your personal belief system is. Yeah. And so, and so he, this quote he shared, I feel like it really helped describe me in this, this kind of place I am, this crossroads, this fork in the road, like just making changes, which is very fitting for the new year. And so Richard Rohr says, where we are between the familiar and the completely unknown, uh, there alone is our old world left behind, while we are not yet sure of the new existence. That's a good space where genuine newness can begin. Get there often and stay as long as you can by whatever means possible. This is the sacred space where the old world is able to fall apart and a bigger world is re revealed. If we don't encounter liminal space in our lives, we start idealizing normalcy. The threshold is God's waiting room. Here we are taught openness and patience as we come to expect an appointment with the divine doctor. So I, I like that. I like that idea of um, just being in that space, that space of transition. Yeah, I love the word liminal, liminal space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So let's, uh, with that said, so that was some nice little uh, reflections over the holidays, but we have, we have a, an excellent myth we have an, uh, that we're going to jump into. Would you, would you share what is our myth, Hanna? Yeah. So in this, uh, I don't know if this also is a liminal space. To me, it feels like this time of year is a liminal space where it's dark and we go deep inside and, 
and we've just had big festivities and no like no matter what kind of paradigm we live in there's been so many holidays in most of the religions um in the past couple of weeks so i would imagine all of us have been like kind of immersed in in party mode and then new year comes and then we're in this space of like deciding what's next so the myth we chose today is one that says like this new year's resolutions do not work <laughs> yeah so that's uh, i'd be curious to see what people think about that um so i mean do they do they always work definitely not do, do a lot of people not follow through for sure uh, but can they work absolutely and i think that i guess i can i'll just share one of my experiences where where it did work and and why i think it worked you know i've perhaps shared before um it was actually a quarter of a century ago 25 years ago new year's eve 1998 uh, when really I made the decision to get in shape and I'd made the decision to lose weight and and uh, Mrs. B, my, my good buddy Tim, uh, who's when when she's watching this episode, she'll remember me. She saw me as a child and as a teenager and as a very, very big boy. And um, and this particular New Year's, I, it wasn't at that point, it was not yet a resolution, but I was out at a party out in Barkway where you were this weekend, Hannah, I was at a Barkway party. And um, it was my buddy Pete's New Year's Eve party. And his cousin was there, this girl named Liz. And uh, I was really attracted to Liz. I had a crush on her. You know, she was like, I don't know, maybe she was 16, I was 18. And so all night long, you know, trying to whatever teenagers do, get her attention or, um, and she ended up making out with my best buddy, Dwight. And oh, I was devastated. I don't know what, like, what did I do wrong? So I, I was so sad. I was so devastated. And I remember going home the next day and 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 I, I told myself, and this maybe this wasn't very nice self-talk, but I basically said, it's because you're overweight. It's because it's because you don't take care of your body. It's because you're not really, you're not valuing, you're not appreciating your your body. And, and I made it a sit and I wasn't, I mean, I was eating tons of ice cream and peanut butter and jam sandwiches and white bread and cookies. And I wasn't taking care of myself. And so it was kind of, it was the leverage that I needed to make a change. It was kind of like the pain. Sometimes they say that people, people make a change either to uh, avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And so in this case, I wanted to avoid the pain. Right. What are you laughing at, Hannah? <laughs> I just think it's so fascinating that we make changes to avoid pain or get more pleasure. Yeah. It, think about it. I mean, think about every goal and everything. Absolutely. Why? It, it makes sense. I know. I know it is funny, but it is true. Right. So this is why I made the, the choice and I did. And so in, in six months, I lost 60 pounds. And so, you know, I went from like 250 down to 190 and I spent, you know, most of my twenties kind of in the one eighties and then with yoga, you know, went from 180 down to 150, what I am now. So that's like a hundred pounds, uh, lost that in kilos in kilo. Let's oh, divide by 2.2. It's like 45 kilos or something, something like that. The, the weight, the weight of a kid, the weight of my nephews that you've <laughs> lost that I lost Not what yeah. you weigh now. 
Right, that I lost, yeah. <laughs> 18 stone for our friends in the UK. Um, but yeah, so the, the point being that that New Year's resolution worked. Now, does that mean that every New Year's resolution works? Of course not, right? I mean, it's, it's like there's, there's so many variables and I don't think we're gonna get in all the details of that. Um, it's really, what is our intention? Um, you know, how committed are we to it? Is it realistic? But I, I think I think we wanted to take it into some great uh, some of the, I wanted to kind of bring it over to the reflections that you've been doing, Hanna. But but what is your thought like on this myth? Do, do they work? Well, I'm not someone who loves the idea. Like even intentions to me sometimes it feels like kind of forced, and I'm not maybe I'm not the type A go getter personality, so I don't really love that type of um goal setting like when i get emails like that i'm like ah that that one wasn't for me (laughs) and that still doesn't mean that i don't accomplish things so that's why i kind of have a little bit of resistance towards these things typically that being said when i hear in your share is that it's a process when we want to change things and whether it happens at new year or at any time of the year, because I don't think new year is the only time when we look at our lives and decide to change something that we might long for deeply. And, and what I think about, I don't know about the myth to me, I think it works if, if you're willing to do what it takes, anything works you know, but what I think about is fascinating when it comes to, I think for me, it's become really concrete through the practices of yoga that, that I'm always becoming. And to me, that's fascinating and that I'm a mystery to myself and that you're a mystery to me. Cause the moment I say, oh, you're always like this. I've lost connection to you and to the mystery that you are. So in that way, I, I do think that it's fascinating to be witnessing our becoming. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. There's some things that are similar, but my triggers are different. Like what I believe is true is different because my experience has been that, Oh, You know, maybe I had an intention of becoming a yoga teacher. There was a time where I thought it's not possible for me because my children are traumatized and I can't leave them for a month to go to an ashram. So I thought that door is closed for me. Too bad for me. You know, like that. And that's not true. Now I'm a teacher's teacher. (laughs) So, you know, like that's a great evidence for me to think that what I long for and who I am becoming is a fascinating journey that I get to be on, not only on New Year's Eve, or not only by saying intentions and affirmations and resolutions, but, but by being an inquiry and being intentional and curious and connected to the different layers of my being. There's my physical body, there's my emotional body, there's my mind body, there's my bliss body. Yoga teaches us that we are not just one thing. There's a part of us that never gets, let's say traumatized. There's a part of us that is eternal, right? Mm -hmm. And that 
maybe that part of us also has a say in who we are becoming and what what our great work of our life is. And often that might be a little bit outside of our vision because we're so busy coping and dealing with our triggers and our responsibilities. So yeah. that's a way to say that that I I love this kind of conversation, but I I I don't know that I would call them resolutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good good distinction and. And I, I love what Jewel said in the, the chat as well. They, they only work if you understand the why behind the resolution and why, why do you want to reach a certain goal? Who is it that you want to be? Um, just for fun, uh, as we sometimes do, I see our, our friend Greta is here from down representing Florida and you got, you're all uh, on, on camera and, and looks like ready to rock. I want to pull Greta on for a moment. She's always ready to engage. And would you share with us, Greta, by the way, I got your email. I haven't read it or responded oh, yet, but I, I, I know, I, I, Alex too. I, I know you, you'd message. I just, um, if, would you give us a sense, like as you reflect on 2023 and, and look forward to 2024, I did, I did briefly scan the email and you, I know you'd set the intention to re-engage in the 200 hour hero's journey in the new year. But I guess what is on your heart, Greta, as you kind of reflecting on the year and stepping into 2024? Um, not to answer my phone, sorry. <laughs> um, can you guys hear me okay? We can, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, my reflection is um, the holiday was a little rough for us family-wise. Uh, we, we've parted from some family members, so mm-hmm. um, so that's tough. So the goal in uh, is to now moving forward, trying to get back into uh, the spiritual part of that we that's worked for me for the last three years since I joined you guys and um, just trying to get back into that. So um, I'm doing Hannah's class now on yoga for everyone. So Hannah is leading me through the senior part. My mom is very ill, so she's willing to try some yoga. So my intention for the year is to not make a New Year's resolution, (laughs) stay away from some of the toxic things and, and work with the people like your community, Hannah and Jack, work with you guys and continue to uh, build upon that. So it was a build, it was a great foundation. It was working for me and kind of got off the wagon a little bit and not need to get back on now. So that's my goal is to just focus on the things that are working and not the things that are getting us down. So I, I can't control the family. I can't control those issues. They're out of my control completely. And looking forward to the Jesus Christ course, because like many of us, I'm a Catholic practicing Catholic. And it would be nice to see the the merging of the two and, and how 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 that works together. So yeah. Oh, that's gonna back. be so that's gonna be so beautiful. And we're gonna have some really nice special guests that you're gonna love to learn from uh, based on your background. And but I, I really love that, Greta, that you because it happens, right? Where you know we we get off track for very various reasons that are out of our control. But I love that you're recommitting, and I, I just thought it was so timely. Right, the end around the holidays, you sent me that email, and and uh, and excited to get reconnected to your 200 hour hero's journey, and and not setting, you know, you for those who don't know, Greta and I, we both have our MBA. We're both very driven. We're both we've spent many years, uh, you know, being achievers. And I love that now you're really prioritizing this time, this you know, this sacred time with your mom. And, and introducing her to yoga and, and just recommitting to your practice. Yeah. 
and trying to stay in shape because here's my newest thing, Jack, don't laugh, okay? I'm going to become an official. I'm going to I'm going to referee women's hockey. That's awesome. That's so cool. So I'm learning the rule book now. So my 11-year-old is teaching me the rules. That that is so <laughs> and, fun. And I want to share with everybody Real quick, I want to share with everybody. I looked up online, how do you become a referee? And it said, just do it. I, I swear, it said that. It said, the only way to learn how to be a referee is to do it. Yes. Go out and do it. That's what it said. No training that, necessary. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. You know, that's just it. Like there is no, that's such a beautiful example of like anything is possible. And because sometimes we just have to get out and try something new and experience new things. And what a way to, your daughter's playing hockey. So what a way to get involved in a fun way, in a meaningful way. Um, and, and to learn something new. My goodness, keep us posted. Yeah. Well, hockey's really popular. Just so you guys know, in Tampa, hockey is so popular. And, and yeah. women's hockey is even more hot, but young girls building up hockey skills with young women. Yeah, my, my, I got a son. I got a son. I got a boy. But it's the women's part I want to go officiate for them because they need they need it the most. I gotcha. That's so cool. I love it. Well, you guys you guys have a winning hockey team, so that makes sense that it's a big hockey. Yeah, up here in, up here in Toronto. <laughs> I don't know. Lately. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, at least more, more recently than us, but amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing, Greta. I'm happy that you're able to hop on for, for a quick... Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm off today. Today I'm off, so I'm able to be a part of it. So great to nice see you. Nice one. Well, Alice says, just do it. Nice. Well, let's send the love high vibes down to Tampa, Florida, representing. Nice one. Cool. Well, what, what I wanted to, to do in these last moments, Hanna, because you, you did it while I was out uh, rescuing uh, ladies at, from this the, resident, the retirement residence last night, you were doing some great uh, reflection work. And I wanted to ask you a few questions about that. And I guess first, like, what can you what can you share about the intention setting ritual that you did last night in this past week? Well, first of all, I'm going to say that I would like to share it with the community in some form or other, maybe through a podcast episode or, or otherwise, we've had like vision board workshops in the past, in happy jack yoga and so i want to kind of um open it up and and kind of be an inquiry with all of you all of us around what what the intention are i don't even know what to call it like yeah i don't know the right terminology right now but what i can share is that for me like i said earlier it's it's like a beautiful way to get in touch with the mystery of who we are becoming and and also to learn from who we were and to kind of show ourselves and discover the road that we want to take, how, who we want to become, who do, who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? And What's the so answer to that? What's the, if you answer that for us, what kind of person do you want to be? For myself, who I want to be? Yeah. Well, I often think about it like, as I say, that we're multi-layered. So it depends what aspect of myself we are discussing. Who I want to be is a big question. But I know the answer to that when I feel 
um, when I meet someone and I admire them, and then I think to myself, what is it about them that, that inspires my admiration that makes me observe them and think, I love that quality about that person. Mm -hmm. That's how I want to be. And that happens to me a lot in the yoga psychotherapy training because we have amazing professors there and just the way they navigate the world and they are kind of role models as well. So I feel like I learn a lot from who I am becoming by watching people who I admire. And then I'm thinking about personality traits and like being grounded and being wise and and able to to make really good healthy decisions taking healthy risks with safe people in a in a safe way i think that's a fascinating quality and ability i want to be somebody who's able to receive the miracles of life in full full spectrum i don't want to be afraid or guarded or fearful or lonely or narrowed down I but I want to be my full potential in that way but I know these are kind of abstract things so I don't know if I'm answering your question exactly yeah no that's 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 great um so since we normally we we've been doing the hot seat I don't have uh you know real you know, digging deep type questions, but I think some reflection type questions. Would you share with us if you got to relive one moment in 2023, which one would you relive? I think my Italy moment. Mm. It really made me come alive again. I feel like I've been a little bit maybe dormant and aspects of myself were reawakened that I'm really happy to cultivate. Nice one. And so then uh, what was what was a hard lesson that you had in 2023? Well, So I feel like my 2023 was divided into two halves. The first half was the spring part. So January till May when I was empty nesting actively and, and I kind of was a little bit stubborn and I wanted to be able to empty nest powerfully. And I wanted to thrive through that or in it. Like I wanted to learn how to do that in a, in an empowering way. But then I noticed when you came home from Harvard that I had put myself through some kind of boot camp that didn't make me happy. I had felt so lonely and understimulated. And I only noticed it when you came back. But what, like how how so like just because you were because you had because you were hanging out with somebody. So you realized that it's nicer to hang out with somebody. Or? Yeah, like I want to share my life with someone. I don't have to uh, live a boot camp life to prove to myself or to anyone anything that I want to. I am someone who thrives in in a system, in a family, in a community, in a social life setting. That I need different 
things to thrive and not just myself and my autonomy. I'd need that too. Absolutely. The freedom. And that's why I insisted on it. I wanted to feel free in my house by myself. And I did, but I think I took it a little too far. So when you came home, I noticed how lonely I had been, how nice it was to share my meals with you, walk the dog with you, be an inquiry around life, you know, with someone who is interested in talking about deep things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. So it it was a hard lesson because I, it it took very long. And then I, of course, don't know how to solve that exactly, but, but I feel like that was a big shift. And now there's a lot of people in my life that were not there when I was, you know, busy being free. (laughs) (laughs) nice that's good and so what would you say as as we now step we have stepped into 2024 what are you bringing with you what's coming with you into 2024 that that's been working feels good so interesting now like in like reflecting what i just answered about me busy being free and then now i feel like i am free and and that's coming with me that i can have both and i can be free in my own company and enjoy it and I need it um and I will bring with me the aliveness that was awakened with friendships and with Italy Italy for me is such a healing place that it's also incredible and I that I forgot and didn't really count on like karmically I don't know what it is about Italy but it really is my energetic and emotional home Mm. so all of what was awakened will come with me all my learnings all my hard lessons and all my yeah discoveries Mm -hmm. that's nice well there's so many i mean there's so much it's a big conversation in a sense And, and you planted the seed about leading something with our community and in fact, we're, we're going to make that happen. We're going to, we're, I, we're going to do it with our, with our, the members in the satsang one weekend soon. And then also, but we'll do something here on the podcast as well uh, this month. So that, cause I think it's, it's worthwhile going through that entire exercise of the reflection and the intention setting and, and doing it, doing it in a, in an organized way with, with people who are here to support. So that's, uh, that's something that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, sounds good. And so with that, a few things I just in I wanted to let everybody know. First of all, for those who are here live with in, in Zoom, um, I'm so happy. We're so happy that you're able to join because we we shifted the time. We're here one hour earlier. Uh, so starting in the new year, this one hour earlier. Um, so I'm glad that for some of you, you got the memo and, and the timing was able to work. Uh, and actually uh, some of our other calls as well. So like the, the business of yoga weekly call is now going to be Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern and our live yoga class is Fridays at 10 a.m. So anybody who's listening on Spotify, Apple, any of those platforms, YouTube, Facebook, if you want to come and practice yoga with us, we've got a weekly class Fridays, 10 a.m. And just it's, you're going to get different. Sometimes I'll be teaching and you're going to get a, you know, a little bit of a challenging hero's journey, vinyasa flow. Sometimes you might get Hanna and you get some yin, uh, some restorative, some, some uh, that kind of thing. Or sometimes even Kristen steps in and you get some uh, 
some meditation experiences. But if you'd love to, to practice with us, send us an email at info at happyjackyoga.com. We'll get you the Zoom link. And I just I want to do a quick shout out because she's still here with us uh, to our dear friend Wandering Alice. I noticed uh, I got the, I got the newsletter and on my Spotify I'm seeing Slow Into the Seasons episode one is now officially out. And I start I started listening to just the intro and she's you're so much more professional than we are. Oh my goodness, she's got like really nice acoustic guitar opening and a like so professional in so many ways. Um, so I just really acknowledge you for doing that. And, and this is, you know, I was, I was listening to the episode, the last episode with Deanna this morning, um, just before. And, 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 and she was talking about like, just really engaging in the process. It's all about the process, not, you know, that's, that's where the gold is, she was saying. And, and it just made me think like, yeah, like, who cares if we've made it to the destination or anything, whatever that destination is. We got up this morning, Hannah, we went, we worked out, we walked the dog, and now here we are, you know, doing a podcast. And we just kind of show up and do those things. And I love that, uh, Alice, you're now doing that as well. And so check it out, Slow Into the Seasons <clears throat> on Spotify. And, uh, and I see Elizabeth has just joined us. Our, we're actually just wrapping up the podcast. We moved it to one hour earlier. Uh, so you're, it's okay. You'll have to catch the recording. Uh, we moved it to one hour earlier. Um, but just so happy to be here with all of you. Beautiful conversations. Um, thank you for those who support us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. And um, so if you'd love to, we'll put the, the link uh patreon.com forward slash happy jack yoga if you want to check that out get access to some new cool content but my friends facebook my dear friend uh, my original friend my best friend tim as a child i hope that his mom is catching this episode as well we're sending the love to all of you at cashy lake and my friends make it an amazing rest of the day and we will see you very soon namaste Namaste, friends. Thank you for being here.